Hey everyone, welcome to our Westworld podcast, the Westworld Tower of Babel Breakdowns. Uh, this is for season one, episode three. I guess a little bit of two as well. Two and three. We didn't really talk. Two and three. About I mean, if you if you listen to our first episode, we talk a lot about one uh, as much as basically the the pilot episode. Um, we briefly mention stuff in an unspoilery way about episode two. I don't think we're getting like we're not really so much getting into the details every single episode. As more as talking about the the show is like a wider concept, which I think sure. is important. Um, Big picture. Yeah, right. So, again, we're... This is a new... It's kind of nice because when we started our Game of Thrones uh, breakdowns, we were three seasons in at that point already. We hadn't... When we started our original podcast, the Tower podcast, Game of Thrones was already two seasons, three seasons, like the beginning of the third season, and we didn't start talking about it as its own show until the fifth... Like halfway through the third season, right? And now we're in... Finished the sixth season, so we've done two and a half seasons pure right two or is it three and a half seasons now season three four five six yeah three and a half seasons of just pure game of thrones stuff and that's been really popular and really really like all the responses we've got for that so if we can get like just a fraction of that for the show we'll be happy um normal i feel like jeremy's gonna be keeping up it's hard to say he'll keep up he'll keep up but well i mean and we plan to record this at the same time we record the regular tower Bubble podcast which we did earlier today uh if you're looking for more of stuff from us, find it there. It's on iTunes, Tower of Babel Podcast. Uh, find all your stuff on our website, towerofbabelpodcast.com, towerofbabel.ca, uh, same place. Uh, and you're going to find all that stuff there. Um, but we're going to talk Westworld, which I'm excited about. It's it, There is something about an HBO original series like this that just demands conversation in a way that few shows are able to other shows are able to achieve. Uh, you could say Walking Dead was able to to do that. Uh, they even did their own thing on AMC with Talking Dead, which is with Kevin Smith. Um, it's like before the it's before or after the show. It was after Chris show. Hardwick. Is it well, Chris Hardwick? Chris Hardwick, yeah. Okay. They do it after every episode. I don't know. I haven't watched Walking Dead for a while, but yeah. yeah. So like, so that's a thing. I'm, I'm trying to think of like I guess Lost was might have been the first might have been the first one to really start this whole that's, phenomenon. Yeah, that's probably true. Uh, can you think of anything else? Those, uh, I mean, I feel like Battlestar Galactica was a like the remake. It's, it was now there would be a million Battlestar. That's what I was about to say. I think Battlestar merits it, and it didn't get it at the time. Well, because it wasn't. It wasn't. That just wasn't a, a thing yeah. then. You know, uh, what's it like? We don't have a Star Trek television show right now. But even if we did, it doesn't really. The way that Star Trek has in the past been formatted doesn't really apply to it, I don't think. Yeah. Most network shows don't really. I know I listen to some podcasts that discuss purely the comic book network shows, so like Arrow, Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, Supergirl, uh, Gotham. Less so Gotham. I think they stopped doing Gotham because it sucks so much. It sucks so much. Um, and this, I think they probably start. They'll probably do Legion. I would like like it's just, shield. Legion's really exciting because there's Noah Wiley, is it Wiley, Noah Noah something. I, I, <laughs> uh, he's the guy from uh, Fargo, who did the first season of and second season of Fargo. Amazing, the first season of Fargo, so good, like amazingly good. It, it, he was able to capture what the movie was able to do in that pure dark sense of humor and like this just intriguing like st- story about like mobs and. Minnesota, 
<laughs> um, it doesn't sound interesting, but it really is. But this is the Westworld yes, right. podcast. Again, but, but again, we're talking about shows that would merit a show like that. A discussion like this, most don't. This is after three episodes, we could say probably does. You know, we'll, I think we're committed to do at least a one full season Absolutely, of this. Yeah. yeah. So we'll do one full season for sure, you know, and, you know, based on reception, maybe, you know, for sure based on reception, for sure based on how the show goes. If it, if it just turns to shit over, you know, the whole season, it might be tough to do a second season. We'll be honest. Mm. Right? But see what happens. We'll play, it as she, play her as she goes, you know, and we'll see how, see what it, how it turns out. Um... I mean, like, like the reason I'm doing this whole backstory thing is because the first episode is really just an excerpt from a regular podcast mm-hmm. that I kind of buffer, I bumpered with some 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 starting. So again, expect the episodes Wednesdays. That's when I have time to after recording Tuesdays to put them up. So it's not it's you know halfway through the week. You know you've had time to think about think it over, and now and then you know you can pair and contrast what we have to think. You know after we've had a time to think it over. Okay, so. We're talking about episode three and two, but I'll have the episode three synopsis here. Uh, the three, episode three title was The Stray, and the synopsis here is, Elsie and Stubbs pursue a missing host. Teddy gets a new backstory, which sets him off on, in pursuit of a new villain. Bernard investigates the origins of madness with the hosts. William finds an attraction that he would like to pursue. Um, so I guess we'll kind of, in a similar fashion like we do the Game of Thrones stuff, we'll kind of look at each storyline from the episode. Um, it's not really done in the same way, whereas Game of Thrones, it's very much confined to this one character in this one place, and then we move on, and then we don't see them again, really. Um, this kind of is intertwined through the whole series. It's more of like a typical television <coughs> show in that in that case. Um, so we'll try to touch on it in that way, but we'll kind of look at it more as a larger story than so much, so much as different separate stories coming together like Game of Thrones is. Um, any so far I guess Dan what's your what are your thoughts are you are you invested so far? See I'm invested but I, I'm also I was invested from day one mm-hmm. like <laughs> this show sold me right away with the trailer. Conceptually is yeah, absolutely. Yeah. This is right up my alley. This is You're my, you're a big fan of Michael Crichton. I am a big fan of Michael Crichton. Michael Crichton. As you might as, yeah, yeah. as someone might call. It's, you, you probably shouldn't, but you can <laughs> if you want to. <laughs> I've I've read most of his books. He, I I like the Except concept. For that pirate one for some reason. This one pirate cove book. <laughs> sitting there just looking, looking at, me. at me. Just looking at me. The only one. <laughs> um, no, I, I like the idea. I like the the. the I, I've always liked books specifically or concepts of uh, artificial intelligence or uh, different altered reality and, and different perceptions of reality rather right mm-hmm. so so th- that, that's a huge theme in this show I mean that's for sure one of them that's like there's like a thousand like you get I would, I would argue that, that that's a very large theme in this show is, yeah is, I'm not uh, gonna, perception yeah, of reality I'm definitely not saying it's wrong I'm just saying that there's and we talked about this in the first episode uh of the podcast fakely just basically saying that the way I see the show is a three on three levels mm-hmm. okay and I'll just reiterate this one okay the first level being the host and guest level what they experience so the host being the the robots and the guests being the visitors to the park and their experience second level being the people maintaining the show or the the sorry maintaining the park, the park creating the storylines for the park, 
and their interactions and how that relates with the first level. Mm-hmm. And the third level being the actual television show itself of Westworld and how the creators are and writers are able to create a compelling story with both levels and below that and intertwine that in a way that is intriguing, interesting. Okay. Right? So that's fair. I, I don't know if we necessarily need to discuss that third level. Like third, I, well, I, mean, I personally I, don't like that meta kind of stuff. Like don't like the thing about the I think it's scenes. important because it actually it like our discussion earlier today in our Tower of Babel podcast about Red Dead Two, um, outside influences have influenced this show. And it's it would be strange to ignore them in a purely contextual it's like talking about Game of Thrones and never mentioning George R. R. Martin it'd be strange to do that you know um, I guess so you talk about what's influenced Michael Crichton or the creator and the creators of the show and how his original film um, and follow up movie which he didn't direct or the television show short lived in the 70s um, it's it's important to consider that in context not so much as uh, the world itself so it's, there's two different ways to look at the, uh, again three but you could just consider the show storyline and the, the contextual storyline which influences the show so it's important I feel like it's important to discuss both specifically for this one where we're talking about like some wider concepts uh, I mean obviously we're going to compare with Game of Thrones because they're both HBO original series uh, they're both shows that we talk about um and I mean, it's just we're talking about two HBO. We're just talking about two HBO dramas that have that are making it that have a huge amount of viewership, and it's it'd be silly to not to at least consider the similarities between how they're doing because it's the same people not the, making them, but the same people ordering these shows. Okay, right. It's not going to be a huge part of it, but it'll it'll really come up. But today, I want to talk about a lot about some of the theories. Now that there's two episodes, sure. uh, the third episode we've watched now, but. Before, after the two, a lot of fan theories have come out, and I want to talk about um, some ideas that you might have based on those. I might have, and whether some of them have already been debunked or not. I have some quotes from, uh, I've read a couple articles, some from IGN, some from Slash Film. I've explored some uh, some of the theories. There's a lot, to say the least. Uh, episode three, I liked episode three. I did a lot. It's one of those things where. I read a good article today, at least the beginning of it, because uh, I have to get down to record here. What is Westworld about? Which I definitely understand, because if you've watched episode one and two, you can certainly certainly say, yeah, I'm into the concept here. I like what's happening. But where are we going? What's is where? Are, what are we leading to? Because if, if there's no quote-unquote end goal, there's no... If we're, it's a lot like that movie I was talking about earlier, uh, before sunset. If it's just an experience, that's fine. But I would like to know that that, that that's what it is uh, early on enough to understand that. Holy. Because if you go through ten episodes, you're it's, it'll be a lot like Lost. Otherwise, where you say, "Hey, we set up all these mysteries, but we don't plan on actually paying them off. We're just here to experience stuff." Fair enough. I also don't think you need to be explicitly told what an experience is going to be before you experience it. Like, come That's on, fair. let's just That's watch fair. it and enjoy That's it. Fair. 
again, that's fine. Try to find meaning in it, absolutely, but enjoy the show and see what you see. So, okay, when I say, if I asked you the question, what is Westworld about, what would you say? Okay, uh, earlier I, I mentioned a concept that I think has been coming to my mind more and more when I watch Westworld, and it's primarily humanity's hubris in terms of technology, right? Our reliance on technology, or our, when I say hubris, we mean like we rely so heavily on technology we become blinded to its possibilities. Hmm. So with these robots, for example, uh, there are some of them that are showing aberrant behavior and that wasn't something that they planned. And that's that's a theme in a lot of Michael Crichton's books, Jurassic Park and Timeline Although, come to mind immediately because it's, again, our hubris, we, don't, we have it all planned out, so we don't consider these other contingencies. Or and, as uh, Dr. Uh, what's his name in Ian Malcolm. Well, you might say life, life uh, finds a way. Finds a, a yeah. way. Chaos. You did, let, you did let me do the impression. <laughs> <laughs> was that an impression? No, was that life um, uh, finds uh, a way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. that, that, that'll score you a B. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. It's not that great. Whatever. No, but, but, that, but that's the point is, is that, you know, we, we invest so heavily into these uh, technological systems and... You know, we don't necessarily have a plan for if things go, you know, wrong, tail up. Hmm. It, yeah, I think that that's not the the main theme no. necessarily, but that is a theme of the show, and it's an important theme of the show. And I think I feel like specifically with episode three, there's some revelations that we get specifically with the uh, some of the characters uh, we're talking about, Jeffrey Wright's Bernard character, mm-hmm. where we find out that. These aberrant uh, characteristics, behavior that they're showing, might not be uh, all on its own, right? Well, we've yeah. Even in episode two, we found out like he he's kind of like this guy pulling some strings, not necessarily right. strings, but so the impression I get from like watching episode one and two, you know, if I remove uh, three from it, you know, put myself in that mindset, is that he, it he was talking to her Dolores, Dolores because. And it, it was never, it never seemed out of place to me. Like, he was talking to her in a context of what was happening, it, at least in the way I was watching it, uh, and trying to understand what was happening and not, and not in, a, in a shady, like, subversion kind of way, which we find out he is doing yes. in the third episode. Okay, well, but he me... does mention, we don't tell anyone about what we're talking about. Episode two, he says that. Yeah. And episode one, but he says that. It, it's, you're right. But I always, but the way I interpreted it was, uh, from a character perspective, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, right. You wouldn't tell anybody else in Westworld. In Westworld, that we were talking. Fair enough. Which is that's how I that again that's how I interpreted mm. it, um, and that's maybe that's not how they intended it to be interpreted. But to me, in episode three, the reveal was those conversations were not supposed to be happening. Cool. Where in episode one and two, it seemed like that was okay. That was that was just a part of the diagnostics uh, thing that yeah. And I, I gotta say, I. Everything that Ever Rachel Wood and Jeffrey Wright are doing in those scenes is phenomenal. Out of this world. It's just a masterclass in acting. Yeah. A masterclass. Absolutely. Like it's just insane. The way that like to me, Ever Rachel Wood, Evan, by the way, not not your first it's not a like it's a, that's a it's a girl's name. You just don't see that very often. It just <laughs> it just doesn't happen very often. Okay. Anyway, Ever Rachel Wood. Is just the she is completely believable as a non-person, if that makes sense, right? Just absolutely 
totally spot on. And basically everyone who does the, <coughs> play the host is really good, but she has like a and next level. And then when she's in Westworld, it's entirely believable as a real person, you right. know? Like you wouldn't be able to tell the difference between her and a robot, you mm-hmm. know? It's, it's, it is, like you have to run the gamut in terms of an actor yeah. to be able to, she... to, to turn it off and on like that. I mean, and, and the thing with, like I like Jeffrey Wright, but he's, he's, in every role, he's very one note in most of his... I don't know if one note is the way, best I mean, way to right, put no, it. One note is not fair. But uh, like, I said, like I said, the fir- oh, typecast for sure. And like I said the first time, he's a master of the over-the-glasses acting. Like, <laughs> yeah, like he can look right over those, those right, glasses. Like just, like, they're, right they're the you. perfect angle <laughs> so that he, you get a little bit of this, but a little bit of a- emotion at the really same time. deep, baritone voice that just like just sounds nice on the ear. Yeah. Absolutely. Like he'd be a great podcaster, for instance. Like it just, just <laughs> sounds so good. But those scenes specifically, like just... I think, and based off of you know the three episodes, are going to tell us, reveal us to us more about the overall mystery than almost any other scenes will in the entire series. I mean, and they're overtly giving us information a lot of the time, um, but they weren't the first two episodes. They were this episode, okay. right? Um, the exploration of this consciousness, what they talk about, like, he has this really great conversation with. Uh, Dr. Ford Anthony Hopkins Anthony Hopkins in this in this episode uh, talking about what happens with what happened with his original partner uh, and why he comes to him saying hey what's going on it's kind of a weird dynamic so basically he he being Jeffrey Wright's Bernard character has a conversation with Theresa which is the Sidzi Babette Knudsen it's a really hard name to say K-N-U-D-S-E-N Knudsen? Knudsen? Knudsen. Knudsen. Sidzi? S-I-S-S-I-D-S-E? Sidzi? Sure. Sits Babette? Anyway, so the Theresa character, like the... She's basically the quality control sure, person. It's not Theresa. It's a T-H-E-R-E-S-A. It's not... But is it Theresa, though? Because it's... Theresa. Okay, sure. Because she has like a... Like a okay. Yeah, she's... It's not like a... She has an accent. She's obviously not purely, like, American style, right? Okay. Teresa. Teresa, have you ever heard the name? Like, that's a Hungarian name, maybe. But, like, that's where I get that from. Teresa. But, um, anyway, she has has a conversation with her. Be like, hey, figure out what the fuck's going on because not cool. And you said you were going to tell me everything. And you said you were going to talk to him, Dr. Ford. Uh, What the fuck? So he goes to him, even though Bernard knows... He knows what's going on to some degree because he's the one doing it. Like, is it clear to you? Is it Bernard's doing that this enhanced consciousness is him? Or is he getting uh, told from uh, another level to maybe do this kind of... Personally, thus far, I think it, that is entirely it's Bernard. Self-acted, okay. That it's him. Uh, it, they seem to be playing up this this angle that it's a coping mechanism because he lost his son. son. But which he didn't know until today or until that episode. Yeah, you know, even earlier in the episode where he said his son is when he's talking to Doris and she asked about his yeah. son and he's like he's no longer uh, somewhere that you would understand. Analysis. And like that what could, prompted this question. That could easily mean like he's you know he's in Europe and she has no concept of Europe because she's only lived in Westworld. But yeah. it turns out that it means that she that he's dead. And like I kind of you, you had these ideas. And I think to me. That specific line of questioning and that that one scene is so emblematic of the entire show because in context of what we understood at that point, that's how most people would inter- like mm-hmm. in- 
interpret it, right? You'd say, it's nowhere you don't understand. So New York City, for yeah. instance, whatever, right? But at the but, same time, most of us thought right away, dead, right? I didn't. No, you didn't? Because okay. I'm talking to a robot. So. I, that, that I, think more of a, I take a lot of these shows at face value, and then I try to explore the, some of these themes. That was the first thing I thought, at least in terms of just like... A place you wouldn't understand, understand heaven either. Yeah. Right. But you could say that to someone. You could say that to a child, right? You, you know what I mean? No, like, but like it's very specific to say that to a, even even to a robot. Like he could right. say he's in another country or someone bullshit like that. Like, yeah, I, I you're right. You're absolutely right. Uh, and it comes back to this whole um, like how are the people taught? Like what are the the people the hosts understanding of a greater world? And we can get into that later. But what I mean is by emblematic of the entire series is that that scene with the context of what you knew at the point at that point has a certain meaning and then when you come back to that after a revelation later in the episode has an entirely different meaning yes and the whole com- the whole conversation the reason he says you know ask why she asked the question in the first place uh, becomes what well, makes a lot more sense in retrospect right like most shows do obviously mm-hmm. but I feel like this show is playing on those like that's 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 its that's its currency is we have a mystery here and we're going to give you pieces of it at a time and it'll explain things to you from before the more we reveal yeah. and every episode from earlier in the series will make more sense or certain things maybe whatever in, in, certain individual items will make more sense the more we reveal every episode so until you get to the end of the season one when there's a reveal of probably not the entire mystery I'd imagine but of one large piece of it a lot of what you saw earlier if you rewatch will be like an entirely new show almost and that's why we'll get into some of the theories because there's so many of them really okay and we'll talk about we'll talk about yeah so let's get into some right now and I'm sure it'll stir some conversations about what happened in this specific episode is there anything that stood out to you ahead of time before we get into it I like the I like I really like the theory I like the the mystery with the uh, uh, the stars that were carved into the into the yeah. wood. So I don't know. Like, <clears throat> is the idea that these robots are going against their programming and they're seeing these stars and wondering about them? Well, they're they're reacting the same way that human explorers did centuries ago, right? I don't think so because what are the chances that someone yeah, sees right? the same? star combination like as Orion it makes the same exact like that seems I mean the star yeah Orion's belt is pretty obvious but the rest unless you in context know what to look for without any other lights it's actually pretty easy and but it's it's gonna be the same yeah yeah, without any other lights I mean I don't know I mean it's not it's not that I don't think Orion is that simple as as that fair enough fair enough yeah yeah sure 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 so then you're you're saying that as part of their programming to to no, I think it's it's external programming. It is more likely. Yeah, yeah. Somebody tankering with them, yeah, or tinkering rather. Tankering, yes. Tank can tankering with them. <laughs> you can tanker, son of a bitch. <laughs> um, though that, that, that's that's the the larger mystery at this point is the the, the maze. The what else, what's the is other that level? The, is that the largest mystery? Because there's a lot of mysteries going on here. We got a lot in of my mind. In right my now. mind, because you know Ed Harris's character, as much as he is a shitty person. Mm-hmm is playing this game and he's going for this other level and that's what I'm most interested in right. because there's some sort of it seems like there's some sort of conspiracy and it's not just 
that these are, you know, these machines are more, are more capable of emotion or blah, blah, blah than anything else. Is there's, there's something hidden in this world that the, the execs on the, on the second level, as you would describe it, yeah. are trying to hide from people and yet experiment oh, upon. Right. Okay. They're using it for some there's sort of a personal great, There's game. a great line here um, <clears throat> in one of the theories. So, again, that amalgamated some of them, but one of the theories being is that Westworld is a test for something else, but what? Mm-hmm. So uh, this is again for a line from this is a from, quote from Slash Film. Looking out over the world from some Delos, Delos is being the the corporation that owns Westworld. Uh, looking out over the uh, from the Delos headquarters patio, quality assurance man- manager uh, Teresa tells narrative writer Lee, uh, who's played by Simon Quartman, that quote this place is one thing to the guest, another thing to the shareholders, and something entirely different. To the management. Yes. And so, I mean, that's a pretty big... Is that just like a red herring, maybe, in some sense? It could be, because, I mean... Because it, it in be. every company is that to every right? So... Management a, has a right. different opinion of blah, blah, right. blah. The shareholders... Right, the shareholders are only there for a profit. Right. So, I mean, I, f- I feel like it could be. It definitely <laughs> could be. It's it, Because it's such a broad thing, and it, it's... And it's so true to literally every company. I feel like it very much is a red herring, and that that is one of the first uh, theories we have. But I mean, maybe I'm just being too skeptical. But I just one of those things where I just I don't think. That I mean, that's I, I would say don't write it off because it's it's something that any company would say. Because mm-hmm. again, knowing my, Michael Crichton, a lot of his writing is about what an average company would do and say with this technology. Okay, so let's break this down. It's one thing to the guest. What is it to the guest? It's a way to unwind. It's hedonism. Yeah. Right. Okay. Right. So you just pure, like pure, just pleasure basic seeking. emotion. Yeah. Well, no, not just. Basic. It is because you're talking. You're talking murder. Uh, but those sex. Aren't, but those aren't the uh, only drives. Like they're they're like the same reason we play video games. We you can go and experience escapism. a storyline. Yeah. Escapism, absolutely. You experience a storyline. You, you experience genuine adventure mm-hmm. in a way that you could never do. It's hard to explore. Within the safety. There's nothing. There's nothing left to explore in this world. Yes. You know. So. Well, that's what they'll say. So that's relevant. And then to okay, what does it say to shareholders? It's all about profit, right? And if everyone's sure. paying forty thousand dollars a day. Then you're probably sure. doing you're, pretty you're, good. I mean, it depends on your overhead. You're, you're probably covered, like, yeah. realistically. Shareholders are probably doing okay. Yeah. Um, and then to management, to management, they're funding what? They could be funding any sort of experiment. They, 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 what? Uh, we went down to level eighty-three in the first episode to get to where Anthony Hopkins was talking to that dude. Yeah. Like, how many sub basements are there in this facility, yeah. and how many? And what's in the? What other? What yeah. What else are they doing? They, they can't just have bodies standing there naked and silent. <laughs> you know so what I mean? Funny. Like the idea that that's a thing is so funny to me. No, but like. Sure, there are plenty of bodies that that are doing that currently, but there are also you have to assume bodies that are being experimented on or, or some sort of other thing. And but the question is, how does that relate to humans? How how do how do these robots? What does it teach us about humans? Yeah. All right. So let me move on to some other theories here. Okay. There's a whole bunch of them. This one's a big one, and this is a huge one, and I don't think it's going to be answered at any time soon. And there's I got a bunch of quotes here from Come both. On. Uh, Christopher Nolan, no, Jonathan Nolan. Yeah. Jonathan Nolan. Christopher Nolan is not involved in the show. Different people. His brother, though. Still uh, And Lisa Joy, uh, who also, who is Jonathan Nolan. Yeah, Jonathan Nolan's yep. wife. There you go. Um, the theory being that Westworld does not take place on Earth. Um, so, I mean, it comes from a lot of different places, right? That the idea that these people are... Uh, 
have to rotate. They say they use the word rotate home mm-hmm. a lot, which you don't usually hear the use the term rotate home unless you outside of sci-fi very often it's true um that they don't show you the outside world uh that they're there for long extended periods of time and there's this vast enormous amount of land that they've used to do this um and presumably in some future there's probably not that much land you could use mm-hmm. to do this kind yep. of thing right and we do know that it's in the future where as bernard says like we've done everything yeah you know there's there's no more room for progression like there's no next frontier yeah so fair enough I, like my only like all I'll say about the series like so what like what is that doesn't right, it, doesn't, it doesn't but it does play a larger role if if what the show is only about is Westworld itself and not the greater world that exists in then yeah it doesn't matter but people are interested but even then like, but people are interested in what what the greater world that's, that's a, it's a fair thing I, I just feel like it's not going to affect the story it just gives it just, again it's about context it probably won't affect the story but it's about context okay um, so I'll, re- I'll just read out this uh, quote here, and this is from Jonathan Nolan, and he's talking about a conversation he's recalling with J.J. Abrams, who's an executive producer on the show. You probably might notice that Bad Robot thing that come up at the end of... Yeah, he does everything, apparently, his mm-hmm. company, Bad Robot. And so he's talking about, and I'll just give a little context to this conversation, is that... Loud. What? Okay, anyway, so... Well, wait, wait, you want to hear this, don't you? Okay, all right, so that's fine, I'll read loud. Quote, in my memory, I was conflated that the hovercraft sequence, which is from the original Westworld series, when they arrive in the park, was the space hotel from 2001. He's talking about 2001 A Space Odyssey, which are completely two different movies. But he, in his mind, Jonathan Nolan had conflated the hovercraft sequence from the original Westworld movie with the space hotel sequence from 2001 A Space Odyssey, and then said to JJ, is this park even on this planet? The important thing for us was, when you come to the series, you have no idea where you are. <coughs> Disneyland is in a parking lot in Anaheim, but it's spectacular, it's spectacular, and you forget where you are when you're inside, right? So you could say, well, maybe it's on some crazy asteroid, or some, sure. you know, whatever, right? Um, but you don't realize, again, it doesn't matter to the story at hand, but it's important because we're talking about a sci-fi story, and when you're talking about sci-fi, people care about these details. It just it's just a fact of the matter. Um, and I wanted to talk, we're, said we we're going to talk about it at, a, at, at like as a big picture. That's a part of the big picture. Sure, sure. So this is Lisa Joy talking about the communication terminals that Bernard uses in this third episode, which are basically just like FaceTime. Regardless of regardless of where they are, the park is very very vast, and you don't rate, rotate home very often. You don't have an open communication where you can just pick up a phone. Even senior people have to go to the comms room because the park is protecting their intellectual property. We're hoping to paint a portrait of the culture of the corporation. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. They have phones, but it just works like it's yeah. like intranet. You know, it's like sure. only in the park. And like, I mean, there are jobs. We've all, I mean, I've worked jobs where I work 10 days on, 4 days off. I know people that have worked two weeks on, four, one mm-hmm. week off sort of thing. Like, that, that talking, is a rotation. We're know? talking months. This here. is huge, but I, I know that there are jobs out there that are like that. Yeah. There have to but be. did when you when working those jobs, did they call them rotating home? No, not 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 in the tent. Well, no, it's it's a rotation. Yeah, you're, they would you're call right. But, but they never call that that. No, because it was such a small period of time, yeah. I guess. But I don't know. I'm just saying. I don't. I don't. None of that really speaks Mars to me. No one's saying in Mars. No one's or although, or asteroid or whatever it could be anything. So some people are speculating VR. 
uh, See, oh, this is this is something we should talk about. My sister said the same thing. Like, it's some sort of uh, you plug yourself in. It's a it's an, a consciousness that you, you're you're yeah. incorporating a body down there, which would explain a lot of the weird sort of physical rules about the world. Mm-hmm. How people can die, or ho- uh, yeah, hosts can die, but guests can't. I had some. We have, I had some uh, questions about that on the Twitter feed today or Max. over last week. Yes, Max Bernard. Yeah, he, he did the Facebook Max Bernard. Thing, so I didn't want to say anything because he hadn't watched the episode yet. Yeah. Um, and he was asking about like the, the bullet rules. I actually do have something on that. We'll get to that. Okay. Um, this is also this. This is Jonathan Nolan on the Delos Corporation intellectual property. Quote: In Westworld, the value of the park is all in its intellectual property. It's all in the code. So regardless of the park's location, they would be extremely careful with the code and making sure it's virtually impossible to smuggle out of the car- out of the park. So again, speaking to maybe it being sure. off planet. And there's the privacy of the guests. You're not going to have a good time in Westworld if somebody's Instagramming your activities. I'm amazed that Las Vegas has survived the Instagram age. In episode two, when the guests come in, we don't see this. We but we assume these guys have cell phones that they're not allowed to bring in the park. We very much think that this is a path where culture may be going, that we'll be overexposed and sick of the interactions of our lives that will hunger for places that offer disconnected privacy. We'll hunger for a moment where we can go back toward having some privacy. I love that. It's a like I think that's that's very poignant. Yeah. It's like really it's really smart. You talk you think about like people go out for dinner and like stack their phones on top of each other. Or whatever, put them uh, all in the basket or whatever. Yeah, is, like so. th- these are the craving disconnection. It's why people go camping. It's why people I mean it's not why people go camping, but it's it's, it's absolutely it, part of it. It's part of it for sure. You know, it's when I go to my cabin there's one room in the entire cabin that has internet connection via cell phone reception, right? The rest is completely just, you can't, you, if you're on the lake, there's nothing. You know, yeah. you, you can take pictures and that's great. Everyone loves taking pictures. Everyone's taking pictures for years before internet existed, right? Great. And you can post them when you get home. Good for you. But you go to these places to escape reality where reality is everything's connected. And this was, people were talking about this uh, years ago where, used to be you go to work and you do your job and you go home and you live your life. But then email and email to your phone happened and now you couldn't go home and just live your life because you're getting work emails to your phone at mm-hmm. 7 p.m., right? And no, that, and that people were saying like, I'm working all, I don't know I do, all I do is work all the time. The expectation is that I'm supposed to answer that email at seven o'clock at night, even though I'm not at the office, right? So people, Nowadays, are looking for that kind of thing, and it, it doesn't prove or disprove any of the not on Earth stuff. But it is interesting backstory, and the, the more we get into this series, I'm, I'm going to try to find as many quotes from the creators as possible because it, sure, it offers a lot of insight. <clears throat> uh, let's see here. Uh, what else do we have? Let me go to the the gun thing. How the guns work, right? Okay. So this is from Jonathan Nolan has explained that quote: "It's not the guns; it's the bullets." Unquote. Yeah, makes sense. We thought a lot about this. In the original film, the guns won't operate guest on guest, but we felt like guests would want to have more visceral experience here. So when they're shot, it's sort of the impact. They're called simunitions. That's a stupid fucking <laughs> Simunitions. The U.S. military trains with rounds like these. We're talking like the ones we're talking about. But there's a bit of an impact, a bit of a sting, but that's not entirely the uh, consequences free for the guests. My mind immediately goes to, oh, what if you're shot in the eye? Mm-hmm. Um, like, would you lose your eyeball? 
Um, regardless, you, you have to imagine there's contracts these people are signing when they're going in there. Like right. you're not going in there to be harmed. At the same time, you live. You're you're going to this simulated world of of violence, and you could be a especially, bystander, especially with the way people act going in. Like the, the right. guy in black, planning on being, just do whatever the fuck you want. Right. So you could be impacted by that. Regardless of whether or not you want to or not, so I mean, yeah, you sign them, but you, you could avoid it, I suppose. But yeah, I mean, it's not at this point. It's not clear because it kills the the hosts. I my imagine is maybe they have really brittle skin. Was the first thing I saw along those lines, right? Like, like what I, in my mind is like, imagine if kryptonite, if there was a kryptonite bullet, mm-hmm. but kryptonite also bounced off a human skin. It right. would kill Superman. It wouldn't kill a person. It would just bounce off you. It might bruise you a little bit. Like yeah. uh, imagine something like that. It's, it's, it's completely sci-fi. I like that. Yeah. It's it's all made up bullshit, but it, <laughs> it, it facilitates this world that we like to see. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like later on in this episode, motherfucker could have dropped the rock on that girl. Right. So then, they, and then remember, uh, Biggs? No, what's his name? Stubbs. Stubbs says that certain hosts are specifically chosen to be the ones who are well. Able to wield a weapon, whether it be a, oh. an axe or um, yeah, yeah. a gun or whatever, right? So remember that they go to the camp and no one's able to cut woods; so they're just stuck in the simulation yes, yes, yes. because no one's allowed to touch the axe, right? Except for that one guy who wandered so, off. So I mean, that's a smart little piece of programming that they they it is like, incorporated they, there. I do like that they they give us these hints at these this greater understanding of needing to have to think about these things, right? You can't just have any person be able to pick up a gun any host be able to pick up a gun and shoot you know understanding the consequences you know like it just doesn't work you know but at the same time part of the the novelty of this place is that you have to have hosts who will aim yeah, a gun right. and shoot a gun Both. at a guest yep like, like it has to be programmed into that right. as well like the guy in episode three who shot william yes right exactly speaking of william we got another we got another theory this one super intriguing to me Okay, I love this one. I love this one. Whether or not it's true, but far-fetched. The man in black and William, Jimmy Simpson's character, are the same person. Talk off. Get the fuck Stop. out of here. No. Stop. No. Listen, so you might think that this episode might have debunked that. Right? They speak about an th- event 30 years ago that uh, broke the, whatever, like the significant event that took place. That's more just like a tease to the movie that happened like 45 years ago. Whatever. But there, we already understand that was already a, like a theory was that that original movie was canon with this. It's not. It's just a nod to that. Okay. okay. So when they talk about that event 30 years ago, that's not canon. But so the theory being that the man in black and William are the same person. We're seeing two different timelines play out at the same time. Okay. You're seeing the original version of Jimmy and his older self later in life coming back to the park trying to unravel the mystery yeah. right kind of like time, it now right? I kind of like it already right cool in theory there's certain scenes that might disprove it that's why he and Teddy have a rapport he's like oh we're old friends yeah I mean so it's hard to say but um, again it's, it's just it's there's certain scenes that disprove it for instance there's a scene um, in the second episode where uh, Biggs is it Biggs? Stubbs Stubbs I don't want to keep calling him Biggs He's like saying to the says like this guy's doing whatever. He's like he can have whatever he wants. So if that's the case, is like then they would all be up. At that they would all be up that level. But I don't think that it, it's not played in that way, right? Because they're exploring the malfunctions that are happening now. So that one, which no one talks about, is kind of 
they could ignore it and just if that's the case they could just move on but there's another scene in this week where Dolores recalls the scene where she's raped by the man in black mm-hmm. that also could disprove it or it could just be just playing out two different yeah, timelines different times. right so I'll read out this um, Sean Fitzgerald article from uh, over at Thrice Thrillist Thrillist um, and so he has to say this Dolores uh, experiences deja vu when she returns to the ranch viewers witness two versions of the same scenario through her eyes bandits murdering her family and someone dragging her into a barn in one instance she sees her new dad and Westworld's version of Yosemite Sam in other words, <laughs> in other words the old Peter Abernathy and the man in black she experiences the present while having flashbacks of, to the past and projects her memories for the audiences to see mm-hmm the same phenomenon that happened in her uh, in her pistol discovery scene, where she sees it in her drawer. But yeah, someone's voice, Bernard? Question mark. Doctor Ford, old accomplice. Arnold, a newly a new awakened subconscious. Any of those things tells her to shoot, uh, officially defying her programming. The episode ends with Dolores retreating from the farm and stumbling into William's arms. It's hard to tell exactly what's happening, and more importantly, what uh, when it's happening. But remember. Dolores sees her new dad first when she remembers her old dad. The, the mustachioed bandit locks Dolores in the barn first, then she remembers the man in black. The pattern is present past, present past. If, you end of the, if the end of the ranch scene follows the same pattern, Dolores receives a bullet to the stomach first, then she remembers escaping to Williams unscathed. In other words, the last scene of this episode is a memory of the past. So, the, yeah, okay, I see. Right? It's it's super convoluted. Like, I, like it's just it it like I mean like wraps itself up in itself. It I'm more inclined to believe it's not the case, but it sounds so cool. It's hard to ignore. It does sound cool, and it also uh, the way episode two starts with that William and they look kind of like in, they do kind of look like well, whatever. This, you know, Anybody can, yeah. But with those guys coming in in episode two, it seems like it's it almost seems like a different time. Mm-hmm. Episode two. Episode two starts. They also and it seems so out of place. They also talk about episode two starting with a Delos logo. This is where this all started from. Looking older than the Delos logo we see in the oh, time, okay. which is kind that. of a thing we think. Yeah, I don't know. All right, let's move on to another another theory. So I'm going to read from a couple of these here. We did the Not on Earth one. Then we did the Westworld as a video game, virtual world thing. I mean, the obvious the obvious one is that some of the human characters we're told to believe are human are actually hosts, right? Mm-hmm. That seems like the most obvious. That's the Battlestar, I'm a Cylon thing. Right, exactly. So if you had to guess which of any of the human characters were actually hosts, who would it be? An interesting one would be Teresa. Mm-hmm. I think it would be more interesting that Ford was one. Ford? I mean, of course it would be interesting, but like, it doesn't make a lot of sense... Unless you conflate this with another theory, is that some of these some of these characters are actually hosts based on real people. Okay, I can believe that. Right, that that that, that would be a logical place for it to start. Mm -hmm. Um, I think Teresa makes sense because she's just what she's the CEO sort of thing. Like she doesn't seem like she in one of these things she's called the quality control officer. Uh, It would sort of make sense for them to have somebody they could control in that position. Right. You know what I mean? Um, it really depends on what their their larger goals are. As but you have you risk. There's a major risk, right? So we've come to establish that certain hosts are retired after a certain amount of time. Uh, that certain hosts 
uh, break down every once in a while, right? If you put a host in a position of power like that, you and risk her breaking down and revealing that, and that being like that would be that would be a pretty big deal, I think, if you were any of the characters working below this quote unquote person, right? Mm-hmm. You think? You have some pretty fucking big questions, like who else am I working with that's not a real person? Definitely. You know, or am I even a real person? What that would they, be what, the, if, <laughs> what, if, what if they all are, and the whole park and all these these breakdowns are a way for them to diagnose this and keep their themselves running? That's that's a whole other. That's I feel like that's and way that's, too big. Yeah, 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 that's way I, too big. I know that was stupid. But like, <laughs> and all these robots are just made, they're there for the money. They're robots. Like, they're robots. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's 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 weird. Okay, okay, okay. But okay, so I, I can't, Bernard is a common one. That Bernard is is in fact. I don't believe Bernard is. I like I like to believe personally at this point that he's human because he has these human emotions. He mm-hmm. he, the death, death of his son affected you him. You say that, and he's but doing something about it. Consider that with Teddy's storyline, where he had no past, and all of a sudden his past involved this old friend sure, of his, it was and that's yeah. now major part of his backstory. Sure. Where. You know, Bernard, I just don't, guy, I don't, I don't all see of a sudden, the, he has a son that never that I don't see the survive. benefit of having Bernard do that. I don't see, like, who's pro... Okay, I guess the question is, who's programming him? Second level, yeah, second, exactly. 2.5 level? And, and what's what's the what's the benefit there? Because, yeah, it's just finished. <laughs> I'm trying to be quiet. There's no, there's there's no, no way, way to do to it quiet. quiet. Because, at the, uh, ostensibly, at this point, all he's doing is... Fucking shit up in the park, right? Mm-hmm. He's making, he's creating problems. So, how so. would this benefit anybody programming? Unless it was a exploration in trying to enhance uh, this AI to a conscious level. Okay, and maybe it is, and that consciously puts guests in danger. So it can't come from a corporate level. Right? It, it has well, to be a renegade. No, it, it has to be a renegade within the system. You say that, but I. There's definitely corporate entities in the world that aren't necessarily Absolute, concerned of course, with of course, yes. the user, right? Yeah. So, but they're in, they're um, they understand they, they care about level. longevity. Yeah, they understand at a greater level that without if they harm if the user, it dies in their your ability park, to your park is done. Yeah. So, especially at forty thousand dollars, you have to assume at this at this stage it, it, it operates under those same conditions. Yeah, you, I, at this point we do have to assume that. Yes, we have no based reason on the information. To, we have no we have. reason to assume sure. otherwise. Um, but here's another. Th- okay, I don't know if this is one of your your questions. Yeah, I got lots there. here. Um, the, the Arnold person. Okay, Arnold. The yeah, his What's former associate. So my mom, this is her little theory when we watched it together, but she thought that Ed Harris's character was Arnold for whatever reason. I told her she was wrong. Yeah, I don't, it does. I don't I get that impression. Wrong. I think she's wrong because he is trying to find this other level mm-hmm. and had he been one of the creators he would he would, have he would think he would know about another level in some capacity yeah. right but at the same time both those, those two characters are the biggest question marks mm-hmm. I, Arnold is such an interesting character because he represents both what Bernard is aiming for which is a consciousness mm-hmm. for these creatures these hosts um but also a cautionary tale of uh, how it doesn't end well for you, right? There's this idea of this guy who is crucial to the development of Westworld that was had died there and was written out of 
the history of what ha- what took place, mm-hmm. right? Um, do you? I love the idea. I can't remember what the term they used of this conscious, this subconscious that that they give these um, that they give these hosts. The idea that there's a the god talking to them. Reveries. No, it's not the reveries. It's this. That that's part of their subconscious. No, 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 no. But that's not what they're talking about. They give it a whole other term. And that oh, conversation okay. he has with Ford, he talks okay. about this theory that they that a former a theory they used to have in the old days that oh, God speaking oh, to you okay. through your own mind would then become your own subconscious, or you you hear it as yeah, your own yeah, voice. I remember the conversation you right, yeah. But and they have a term for it. I can't remember what it's called. It starts with an A, I think, but <clears throat> or A sounding word, but. Uh, that they're they're all speaking to the same Arnold character, like he was the one that programmed them, and that all makes sense. And the thing with the show is just like like lost is you could say, okay, well maybe that, yeah, take it at face value, yeah, that's the case. Ford said that that's the case, so that must be the case. Probably not the case, right? Like you have yeah. you have to assume that everything you're told probably isn't the whole truth, if even if it is a partial truth, mm-hmm. right? Um, so. I don't know. I don't know where to go from that, but I'm just, it's... I mean, it, it, it sucks to talk about this kind of stuff on episode three because we don't have that much information about Arnold specifically. But isn't that the whole point of this? Well, no, is that, that, that whole point of this I mean, like, we don't even have, like, hints to go off of. Like, they, it, it was just speaking, Arnold, it was purely like, a The concept of Arnold in right. this episode. Which, because it's not shown from any flashback perspective, which can also be biased from, a, like, a biased narrator perspective. Yes, absolutely. Or whatever. Um, but... We're literally basing this off of purely the conversation between mm-hmm. Bernard and Dr. Ford. Mm-hmm. So we have no other further truths other than what to just take at face value from what Dr. Ford was yes. telling us. Who has already helped... Like, what do you make of, from episode two, the young child character that he interacts with? Oh, uh, yeah. I forgot about that entirely. Who, that kid... It's got. It's clearly something that he programmed himself because he right? has similar life lessons that. He it's almost like through. a young him or whatever, or like yeah. a, a kid that he would like. But they don't grow, and and that's the first thing I thought of. Why pro? I mean, not why program, but if you're Ford, why create a child version of yourself that never grows? Well, he doesn't need it to grow. He needs it to bounce ideas off of its existing consciousness. So imagine he's capturing the consciousness. Like imagine if you could talk to your ten-year-old self. And that was preserved. Always the ten year old self, knowing what. what but what do I have to gain from talking to my ten year old? A perspective, self? a perspective that you. But lost. what can I get from talking to any ten year old that I can't get that I have to because it's still you. Because it's still you. You'll 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 find grains of reasoning there that you wouldn't you wouldn't you would make connections with that it, it, person. It's, that you it's really hard else. to I think about in because theory. It, there's no way to know. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But like you would understand what that thing is saying. Well before you would understand what a ten year old random kid from another side of the world was saying, or, or even if another kid from Canada was saying, like you would know what your ten year old self meant because you would know its experiences up to that point. But you see that, except how do you program a ten year old child's version of yourself That's, without oh, your of course, without that, your biases from your come future, on? I mean, your, you, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. So like, does it you, when you say it like that? Oh, it's purely just bounce ideas off of. If you're him, you're smart enough to know that that just he's just going to repeat ideas you've already had. So it doesn't really make any sense. It, from that perspective, at least in in my in my mind, yeah, no, fair enough. I mean, like a lot of the problems with the show are going to be resolved yeah, but, okay, if, but, if you programmed it that way. No, like, I know that, but really, uh, specifically okay, with that other one than thing, there's okay. got to be an explore another. Other than adventure. that, um, so maybe it's a random ten year old. Maybe it's not him. 
mm-hmm. right? But it's, it's but it, can never, it can within, never be purely yeah. random because it's semi-random because he's still programming it, right? right. So it's right. the same idea. So it's, it's programmed with, you know, it has random responses. It, it It's not automated, right? It, it, it adapts and interprets information, but it still will have a, a specific set of information that it can interpret and then respond to. Mm-hmm. And like, it's the same idea as it being his 10-year-old self. And it's, especially if he's specific, specifically going and looking for it, it's not like you're discovering inspiration. You know, he's not stumbling across this kid. He's going there for a specific purpose. So yeah. he's going there to hear what he wants to hear. What do you make of that uh, church steeple that like, seems to be buried? Well, the idea, like, he, what he said is, like, this is something that no one's ever seen before or something like that. Mm. Like, I can't remember exactly. It's in, like, the like middle of a desert, basically. Uh, the One of the theories is that that is the location of the original Westworld. That's a... Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the, the theories I read from the IGN article that that is where the the labyrinth is. Yeah. Uh, based on nothing other than that, it seems convenient enough at this well, early it, point. Yeah. Other than that, who what do you knows? Th- what, 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 what do you make of this labyrinth idea? That that's the end game. That there's I don't a, know if that's a the fucking end game. maze at the end. That's the that's what you're searching for. I don't know. It's really hard to say. I, I don't consider it the end game because I feel like characters like Ford, Bernard, nobody on that end even seems to acknowledge it. It's just the man in black. So he he's like you know he's peeking behind the curtain sort of Which thing. Which is why that whole two timeline story is intriguing. But at the same time, I don't think that's the case. But it, <sighs> it's it's just it it's because it gives so much more. It becomes more interesting because it means that he knows more than the characters we're interacting mm. with on a regular basis. Which, I mean, based on our, our what we see of him, he kind of does. He doesn't even flinch when he gets shot. You know, like he, he's aware of everything that's happening. The only difference being that you're right because he doesn't flinch. He's the only one who doesn't. Mm. Everyone else does get impacted by those bullets that we've seen so far. Yeah. But the the only other thing I'll say about that is. Uh, what you said his name was William yeah the guy who got shot and his friend who knows and then his friend came up to him and said oh you popped your cherry it was your first time like so you know maybe you get used to it real quick yeah fair enough because like everyone else that goes there seems very like like not even they don't care at all about whether or not they could be shot well some of them did remember that that whole uh, that storyline with Teddy where he goes to find that crazy dude with the milk coming out yeah I mean he goes to find in the second and third episode he goes to find he goes to find that crazy dude, part of his new past. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, they're on this like expedition with the sheriff, and the sheriff gets killed. But there's actually a guest with them the whole time, mm-hmm. or one or two of them. And then they get ambushed, and he's like, "Oh, I didn't sign up for this." And he like takes off. Yes. With that black guy who goes yes. back and you know, but yeah, and tells Dolores. I don't know what to say. Like, I mean, that, that could easily be attributed to it being their first time too. If you want to go down, yeah, that I mean, road. it could be. I just, I just feel but, like. People still, I feel like it would be. What would be the point if you? It's like playing paintball. You know that it it doesn't. It's not going to kill you. But you don't want to get shot. But you don't want to get shot, right? So I get this would have to be to on a different level than that. Do you think so? Because when you play, I mean, in when you on a conscious level, you understand that you could just go take those shots and just Mm -hmm. shoot whoever you wanted, right? Just taking just just take the shots. Who cares? And just shoot whoever you want, right? On a conscious level. Yes. But you don't because you know it hurts you, mm-hmm. and you don't want to do that. It's not worth it, right? So if you're in, in the game, at the end of the same day, at the end of the day, it's like you're role playing, right? Because that's really what it comes down to. This is just like, like large scale LARPing, right? Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, you're like, well, I don't. It kind of ruins the immersion if I 
get shot and I don't die, right? So, and that's what I think about a lot. I'm like, well, cool. it's fun and all, but you get in a shootout and you just, you have to win every time. It's like, it's cool, but what's the point of that? You know, it, it, like, you know what I mean? It, it, to me, if I went to Westworld, that would be the first thing I'd be like, it's fun for the first little bit, but then as soon as you can't lose, it's like a game with cheat codes on. A video game with cheat codes on. It's like, oh, I can never, you can never die. What the, what's the, what's the fun in that? You can't lose. If you can't lose, what can you win? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I feel like we've gone way off the, off of what we were talking <laughs> about. But I, that, I looking at the show as a video game. The way I look at video games is important. I, I did, because yes. it's very much based on that. But whole like you said earlier, that you compared to paintball or airsoft at the at the same mm-hmm. time, like nobody. Just, you don't choose just to Terminator get shot to do that because it it's one of those again like it just it breaks the like the quote unquote rules of the game and say you have other hosts you have other guests playing it's like yeah cool I mean, man good for you both you of know. those those examples paintball or airsoft you get hit you have to put your hand up and go back right like, that's an un, it's not even an unwritten rule that's a rule it's a written it's a rule, rule. Yeah. but in Westworld there's no equivalent right so you just get shot and you just keep going so again what fun you is get that shot, you get back I just don't understand what the fun in that is because you, you look at the men in, again, the men, like you said, it's about immersion, though. Yeah, right? the man yeah. in black. He's like, hey, yeah, he's got, he's, he's like terrorizing more. people like all the time, and it just seems like that's or these hosts all the. It's at, at the same time though, they uh, in the control office are aware of what he's doing, and yeah. they're like, yeah, he can do that, but that they, they it's implied that not everybody can do what he could, he does. Right. So that there is can do there is some kind of rules. Yeah, we, we, so we can we can we just haven't heard. There's things they that they yet. can do to stop people from just fucking around and ruining other people's experiences. Because at the end of the day, it's about the customer's experience. Multi- yeah, and there's more than one person there. Yes. Yeah. All right. So let's go through some more some, some more theories. Um, we go through the robots I, again. I, it's hard to say who at this point. It's too early to say. I don't think there's any way to know. There's no hints at this point. I don't think about which human quote unquote human character yeah. is actually uh, guessed. Um, the man in back, the man in black, was involved in the critical failure thirty years ago. Is that another another theory? What did he say in the episode one? He said, he, "I've been doing this for thirty years." Thirty years, exactly. Okay. Yeah, I've been doing this for thirty years. So I've been coming back here for thirty years. So I mean, not a huge leap for sure. We don't know anything about that "quote unquote" critical failure from thirty years ago. And again, I, to me, I think that. Uh, is just a nod to the show, not a canonical or to the original movie, not a canonical <coughs> one. Yes, just but to just say, to say, hey, hey, that happened. Yeah, and they picked thirty years. The movie actually came out forty-five years ago. You know, so um, great and all, but like, it's not. I don't think at the you same should, time. I, why, interpret I it mean, to have both him and that catastrophe that happen in the thing, same yeah. like. And and the and the fact that he 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 sees this higher level he he knows so maybe what do you what, what do you what do you think then like okay let's assume none of the other theories just be, let's just concentrate on into this one man in black involved in the thirty the event that thirty happened thirty years ago mm-hmm. do you think he was instrumental assuming that that was one of his earlier times coming there maybe his first mm-hmm. we could assume maybe. Something happens. Is he someone that is a hero at that time? Helps people. Helps like, stop whatever started. In well, the he's first place? clearly he's just a customer. Like he's probably right. Just yeah, but dude. he was. But maybe he he you know like any other 
action movie, just a regular, just, you know, he's a diehard style, it's a diehard style story. He's just a regular guy, he's yes. a regular cop who gets involved and has to help stop whatever's happening, right? Is that maybe what happened? And that's why he gets these extra privileges because he's now like a savior. He helped so, save the company. I see what you're saying. So you see, you think that he is what stopped the, the catastrophe. Right. Like he's the he's a part yeah he's well he either a part of it or a major player in what helped prevent like, it or stop he it. was yeah. a customer in the something that he did prevented the part from you know like going completely in Armageddon yeah. and then yeah that's that's fair enough like which would be a complete reversal of the original movie where the man in black is like the Terminator basically and just killing everyone who is a robot in the original mm. movie okay um, so visually he looks the same as the original character. Uh, from the original movie. He's wears all black, right? Black hat. But um, it might just be a subversion of that whole idea. I mean, he's acting very black hat thus far. Right, but he's been doing this for 30 years, right? So he's just bored of the old stuff. I mean, but you could, just, you could say that he was, he was white hat, you know? Like, every hero that le- lives long enough eventually becomes a villain, Daniel. Sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> right? So... Uh, that's just a theory that's just like speculation based off of that just that okay. one idea that I was given I do yeah. like that theory I mean the, the, again it's like this tough episode 3 that we don't have any reason to think or not think these yeah. things I just like the idea that hey we're gonna give nod to this original movie and this happened and it was such a straightforward movie hey technology goes bad and starts murdering everybody cool and this one specific uh, host Robot is just so badass, very like pretty much very Terminator. It comes up before Terminator, but it's like just takes bullets, just just never stops, right? Uh-huh. Um, is like the main villain of the film. So we're gonna nod to that original movie, in not in a canonical way, and then have this guy do the same, not it again, not in a canonical way, but instead of being the villain of that story, he was the hero of that story. Here's the other thing we didn't really talk about though, like what if the Man in Black is one of the robots? You know, what I mean? that's also another. That's another. Yeah, like if he's one of those, if he just defied his programming, he just got around it. Then what do you? How do you explain the? But he's they, allowed they to are do aware of him. Yeah, yeah, and they, they let him. They give him amnesty. I don't know. How do you get? And he's also immune to the the simunation, simunations, simunations. Yeah, he's a, he's immune to those things. Yeah. So like, how did how like then? I don't think that that doesn't really work. Like, right. I mean, no, it could work again, it, but that you would have to combine it with one of the previous theories that some of the people up top are robots too, right? Mm, yeah. But I mean, you can get, you can do this all day. I, I feel like if you can create this world, right? And I don't know why it bugs me that people get hung up on this bullet thing, and it's the least interest. To me, one of the least interesting parts of this whole story. I really? don't. I don't understand why it's that interesting to people. It's not. It's not about it being interesting. It's it. it is that it can things. kill these robots and it can't kill people it, because what stops it breaks the illusion. People. Yeah, right. it's like it. The rules don't seem to make sense and they seem to be convenient at certain points. Right. Well, because if they can't kill people, then there's no risk to anybody at any time, which kind of ruins the. There's no stakes then, right? Yeah. Which is important. That's. But at the same time. I'm willing to just accept the logic of the world and say... Sure, but you, you, you attribute to it to a piece of programming. But what we've talked about earlier is we're not even sure what this world is. Is, it, not, is it on another planet? Is it a simulation? Yeah. Is it, you know, some... We don't know yet. There's just, just no, way to, know. There's just no yeah. way to know. So, like, and then how does this all apply? Yes, I, 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 I just don't know. But I think of, uh, for instance, Battlefield, okay, the video game. Uh, Battlefield 4... I'd be very interested to it, see how this goes. 
They, in Battlefield 4, I think it started in Battlefield 3, which wasn't the case before that. Every single bullet fired from a gun was calculated okay. yes, yes, yes. and programmed. To hit a certain location, bullet drop was calculated, windage, all those things. Yeah. In which, before it was just you shoot, it appears at the other end. That's it. And there was no there was nothing there's no projectile between the two. Nothing could get in the way. Mm-hmm. Right? Or it was that they changed that with Battlefield Three. I think it was Battlefield Three or Four, where each bullet was an actual projectile full, fired from a gun that would could be interacted with in uh, a real world space to some degree. I mean, there's obviously some expect like it doesn't it's not a perfect simulation, obviously, right? But if you can do that now in a video game, right? What prevents you from saying, okay, every bullet has a computer in it and understands when a person is a person and when's it not when it's not, and like it just those leaps aren't far from me and just can be like okay it hurts this thing it doesn't hurt that thing it's not it's not these bullets hurt these things and like there's not there i feel like there's no bullet entire in all of westworld that can hurt an actual person in a in a to kill an actual person right so um but they but they can all the bullets can kill a host you know does that make Mm -hmm. sense yes so he says it's the bullets not the guns that the bullets are making the decisions, not that not the guns are, but the bullets are all the same. But they're deciding whether to hurt or not to hurt something. I mean, clearly, if they they have the technology to create these robots, they have. The I think that to do that, that seems like that seems plausible. Fine. To me. Yeah. And 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 it, one of the problems that sci-fi has is that they take too much time ex- to explain things like that. That people might get hung up on. Right, but at the same time, it kind of takes you out. It's like who cares? Like come on, if you get too scientific, it takes people out at the same time. But um, this show specifically seems like people are, you know, they're wrapped, they're getting wrapped up in the in the theories and mystery like they did for Lost the, in a way, and that's how sci-fi works. So you have to think about this kind of stuff. Yeah, and you do. And thing with Lost is that a lot of those things weren't paid off. Where it, what it seems like to me with this show is that they've actually considered a lot of these things. That there was a table of people, a lot like us, sitting around saying, "Okay, well, if a person, if a bullet can hurt this person and not that person." Why is that the case? Mm-hmm. And can, when someone asks us, when, or when we eventually have to, d- to explain it, can we? Whereas I don't think when Lost started, they're like, well, there's a polar bear, so can we explain that when that happens? They never explained they never it. Thought to, they never thought to because they're like, well, we're never going to get that far, or we sh- we don't have to, it's not important. Where when to people, that was important. We've gone to, it's a new level, of, like a whole new level of They television. never once explained that polar bear. <laughs> like, I didn't, I know that. Like, it's I just gone. <laughs> what the fuck? There was a polar bear. They tried to explain the smoke, at least. They never once explained the polar bear. <laughs> and it came back later, though. Like, like They killed the polar bear? Oh. The, they never killed the polar bear? I don't Did they remember. kill it? I don't remember. Or did it come back and hurt them later, or they just talked about it later? No, it came back later... As a thing that hurt them, or as a thing that they it talked about? It wasn't the same season. It came back another season later, and, and it was just attacking people again, and then it was gone. I don't have the best memory of yeah. Lost. I don't know if you know that, but Lost is actually all... Um, dream sequence. It's all dream sequence, so anything sure. can happen. Sure, sure. So that, ex- that that allows them to explain all the things they didn't explain. I don't well, that. There's a lot of those. Yeah, so I, don't, I, I, I have faith that that's not the case with this show. No, I, I absolutely do too. I, I'm really I'm on because board with this show. If that's the case, fuck this show, right? Like if it's all just like, oh yeah, Westworld is all just purgatory, 
<laughs> you're like, no, well, that, fuck you. That kind of stuff doesn't, <laughs> that, that will never fly again. That, that like, doesn't work anymore. Right. It's all like, hey, all of Enterprise uh, seasons one through five were all a simulation on. Is it the, five seasons? That four, show? I think there's four seasons. Jesus Christ. Three? Three, four? Or all just a simulation on a holodeck by Riker. You know, like, spoilers for Enterprise, by the yeah. way. <laughs> like, the finale. But, like, turns it out, turns out Fat Riker. Tens of fat Rikers on the you know, on, <laughs> on the Enterprise at the last episode, but whatever. That's not that like whatever. It's that it's not quite the same. But you know what I mean. It it you can't do this and then say, hey, by the way, none of it matters because that's how you piss people off. Yeah. All right. Is there anything else you want to? Let's see. Is Westworld is the only world? Uh, well, I guess there's the other. Westworld is the only is only one of the worlds in this theme park. They've said that they aren't going to go to any of those this season, at least. I think. Yeah, they. Is that the exact quote, or is that they the, said this season will be confined to Westworld? There, there's Rome World and Medieval. Have World. they confirmed that those exist? In no, no, this no. Version? They haven't. Okay. What they said, if I remember correctly, I'm paraphrasing, but they yeah. said that they're gonna Westworld Stick is the focus Westworld. of this yeah. season at least. Whatever happens, happens. Yeah, I mean, who knows what after that? But I think they're not willing to confirm or deny that there's other worlds. Sure. But right now. It, as far as anyone's concerned, yeah. it's just Westworld. And realistically, there's more than enough story within this world to suffice. Oh, yeah. like, you don't need to. You just complicate things. I think. Exactly. Like you mentioned, it's like you're like ran through like uh, like what seems like it's like <laughs> went through a curtain and there's just like Roman times. <laughs> yeah, like, right. Like or like, like it, ripped through a canvas. Like you, you think, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it's uh, what's that movie with uh, Jim Carrey? Uh, Truman Show. Yeah. Like he gets to the end of a lake and it's just it's a just wall. A yeah, and he's like, it goes through a door and then it's it's like it's like medieval knights fighting yeah. each other. <laughs> so I mean, that's not gonna work. But because uh, based on just the way that they're describing it, it's just they're, yeah, yeah, they're making it try to be as realistic as they can. Um, so we did that. The there's the theory that the man in back re black reprogrammed Dolores, but I think that's already been that's already been disproven that that that's clearly was Bernard's doing. It seems like Bernard is in charge of it. I mean, but at the same time, we don't really know much about the Man in Black, so he could I mean, be very little. Part he was, of, he was uh, one of the Bernard's history. creations as well. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see what else here. No, I think that basically covers it. I will. I mean, and the thing I'm doing with this, and then what I did differently than the Game of Thrones podcast was that I'm going to maintain one, one document on Google Doc that expands over time instead of new documents per episode, which is what I did for Game of Thrones. Every new episode would give us new revelations. I would write those things down, plus give us, plus write down context for for myself, and then go through each episode. And that would be like four or five pages. Like I would write basically every single episode of Game of Thrones. I was writing like a 2,000 word essay Mm -hmm. in point form. Which is impressive because there's not even like the extra pieces. It's just only the pertinent points in like two thousand words, <laughs> done, you know. And then well, that was more of like thousand words, but still, <laughs> you know. What, I mean, I, I you have to go back and look. But it, this one, I'm at probably, and this is quotes. So a lot of quotes here, which I didn't write explicitly, but that's probably about two thousand, fifteen hundred words, and then. As the season goes on, I can look at these theories that I have here and say, okay, so the show's not on Earth. I can remove things, add new pieces as we get new information. Because, again, this is a different kind of show than Game of Thrones. It requires a different type of examination. All right, well, I think we can wrap it it up there. 
Oh, I guess, I guess there's the logistical questions I, I'd mentioned earlier, but people were asking how much does it take it cost to Westworld. Uh, the marketing for the show reveals that it costs $40,000 $40, a day to attend the Westworld theme park. But that's in future money, so mm-hmm. even then it's still probably rich. you got to take inflation into account. Yeah, I mean, but again, even then it's still probably expensive. You know, it's... Who knows how far in the future? Yeah, it's, Forty thousand is still probably a lot. It's above my pay grade. <laughs> All right, so follow us on Twitter at Tower Babblecast. If this is the only Tower Babble podcast you've listened to, you've probably heard us talk about Game of Thrones for a while. We do one of those, the Game of Thrones Tower Babble breakdown. Uh, we do those uh, during the Game of Thrones season. Look for those when that comes back. But you can subscribe on our uh, our website slash subscribe uh, You can also Follow us on, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash TowerRabbleCast. Ask us questions about Westworld. Try to keep spoilers out of it. I mean, I just, I know people, I, we're still early, but, and it's, it's different with, with Game of Thrones where there's explicit things from, people know from yeah. way in advance that can just, they just, one line of text can be like, fuck you, you know? So that doesn't, this doesn't exist for this, but at the same time, hey, people aren't always caught up. Let's just be vague as possible. I'll definitely... Uh, or Dan or anyone will get in touch with you and we'll talk about it or we'll discuss it on this show um, subscribe on iTunes rate us there it's going to be big I'm excited our Game of Thrones was really popular it was a popular show it reached a good audience and we're happy because it was really fun to interact with them all if we can reach I mean if you base it off by base it off of the numbers from the first episode like the pilots from both we're talking at like 75% of what Game of Thrones was. If you could do that, that'd be great. And again, questions are welcome. We want That's what this is all about, just asking questions. If you weren't listening, we were just asking each other questions the whole time. So do that. Send us questions, towerbubblepodcast at gmail.com, and we'll definitely answer them. If not via email, definitely on the show. And yeah, I guess we'll be back next week uh, for episode four. I'm not sure what it's called. I usually have that ahead of time, but I'll have that next week. But episode four, whatever its title is, I'm sure they've revealed it by now. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, with Game of Thrones, again, I, it's all HBO, so I'm kind of using that as a, like a, uh, what would you, like a... Benchmark, benchmark that's the one. Thank you. Uh, they revealed their episodes like four at a time where they did the first four and then they revealed this, the last bit of the season yeah. so I, I haven't looked if they revealed the whole season but it's probably maybe maybe not uh, like the title seemed fairly vague you know so probably not like they probably haven't revealed them all so I'll go check them and then next week we'll have, we'll have that right but either way we'll be back next week talk to you then